Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Ryan, and I am your host of our newest series of podcasts titled Have You Heard? In this series, I talk to bands that you may not know of, and together we will be getting to know them and their music a little bit better. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe and stay tuned. If you're new to our podcast, you can check out our first series wherever you get your podcast from titled Locked in the Closet, where I reach out to folks ranging from bands in Canada and New York to some of our good friends here in Texas and spoke to them about their COVID experience. With all that is going on, I found myself finding more and more new-to-me music and bands on social media due to the virtual shift. So that's how all of this started, and I thought it would be a good idea to share their music and stories with you. In this episode, I talk with Lucky from the band Endwelt. Endwelt was featured on our Does It Stank segment, where we do live stream reactions and reviews of music that is sent to us for airplay. Endwelt recently dropped Already Dead and Safe Inside, and if you haven't heard them yet, I highly advise you go check them out. So stick around and enjoy the show. And as always, we would like to give a big thank you to our supporters and our sponsors. We are sponsored by Come and Take It Live and Come and Take It Productions. If you want to book a show here in Austin, Texas, Anthony Stevenson is your guy. If you'd like more information from them, go to comeandtakeitproductions.com and drop them a line. Again, thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Hey, what's up, Lucky? How are you, man? What's up, bro? What's up? Oh, just another day here in the neighborhood, trying to figure out why your music is so good. I mean, because we're awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, I am Ryan, your host of the ATX Metal Podcast, and today we're talking to Lucky Endwelt of the band Endwelt, E-N-D-W-E-L-T, and as their Facebook page says, they are a Texas metal band, and we featured them on our Does It Stank sesh, uh, segment, and we plucked it. We had some some things we, you know, just opinions, and they went back to the drawing board and hit us with a heater, already dead, and you guys recently released another new one, and so it's really cool being able to find uh, new bands like yours in 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 the the local regional area because they just they just keep popping up and Texas has a very very big reputation for carrying the metal scene and to hear new music come out from three hours away is is amazing and it happens like every month. <laughs> so, yeah, real. So I just wanted to reach out to to you personally and uh, and let you give us the the lowdown on you know. Who is Endwelt? You know where you guys originated from. Just the whole backstory, and and uh, we'll just go from there. So uh, take it away, Lucky. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, first of all, thank y'all for you know doing everything that y'all been doing. Honestly, when you first messaged me, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> oh no, man! When I when I fire off a a text message or a Facebook message or an Instagram message to a band, it, it's because. I've heard something that I like, or I've either heard something that I think, 
other people would like and I just want to give anybody that produces music or any type of musical content the affordability and, and the availability to be able to promote your own product because you know without guys like you and your band and all the other amazing people that I've met throughout my years I couldn't do this without y'all so I feel like it's just another it's a way to pay it forward so when we yeah, feature sure. when we feature bands like y'all it's just to me it's awesome because it's just two passions coming together and boom you, you make some magic <laughs> yeah no absolutely man uh no so i would say that indwell started about 10 years ago actually me and the other vocalist one were working at the same place we had never met each other never done anything um he had always done music and then i started doing music when i was about 14 so we started about the same time but we, you know, we had no knowledge of each other or anything. I was doing rap and he was doing rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You heard me. You heard um, me. Okay. Um, I, I just, I, I hear the accent and then I heard rap. Not that I don't <laughs> like either of those, but it, it just, this is, this is why we do interviews. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So full disclosure, full disclosure. I didn't even like, middle until i was in my 20s i can't i'll have to agree there i really wasn't introduced to like not even the metal that i'm into now which then again the metal that we're into now probably wasn't even around you know i mean like for example gent i mean you know eight string oh no that fucking, wasn't there no so yeah like i was a uh, breaking benjamin yeah uh, revelation theory which then transformed to rev theory like saving able i i started off with you know, dad rock. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, I I'm, think I started, I think the first actual, the first actual metal track that got me interested was the album for we are many from all that remains. See, dude. Okay. Stop. And I, and I could, and I couldn't even really jam every single song because it's so hard. Like, it just, <laughs> man, it was just out of the gate in your face. And it was like, dude, I love this band, but like, my God, do they have to stream every single song? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, 10 years later, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. All That Remains was a huge one for me in my introduction to metalcore and just metal in general, like the Kill Switch era, you know. Oh, yeah. All That Remains, As I Lay Dying, you know. Oh, for before, real. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're, they're right up there, too. Wage yeah. War is a big one for me, still. Oh yeah, wage war, dude. I just, I just, I'm happy that it's kind of cooler now here in Texas. You know, towards the end of the winter already, and because uh, I got a really killer wage war uh, camo jacket that I that I love to rock. That's awesome. I'm sorry, uh, War of Ages. What I say, wage war, War of Ages. Yeah, wage war. Sorry, sorry. Wage war is still a good band. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our a lot of our songs, but we've had people that they kind of resemble a little wage war which i mean we don't ever try to copy anybody of course say but every track that we do is going to resemble something i mean it, it, it's really hard not to resemble something and this last this last track in particular was kind of wage war after the burial kind of feeling nothing wrong with those type of vibes <laughs> yeah, exactly i mean how do you really go wrong with it you know what i mean yeah, and I mean, dude, after the burial, and, and I mean, wage war, like it, it's just damn. There's so much talent out there, and then to be able to see it, 
you know, transformed here locally is really rad. So who else, who else, who all make, who makes up the band and is everybody, lo- where's everybody located? Is it all in DFW or is it spread out? Actually, nobody's in DFW. That's, that's, that's the funny part. So all everybody right. kind of, yeah, everybody kind of has this confusion. First of all, my last name is not Indio. We, I somehow Facebook just let me do it. So we, we ran with it. They were like, so, you've got an official page called Endwelt? Sure, why not? Lucky Endwelt. Yeah, yeah. Somehow they just let use that as my last name, and I'm just going to ride that until they ask for ID. Hey, man, you can always be, you know, Mr. Anonymous. Right? And that was kind of, well, that was kind of the idea. That's why you don't really see a lot of pictures of it. <laughs> is you don't really never know who it is. You don't know who you're talking to. Man, that reminds me of a band down here that we spoke. We did an interview with um, mm-hmm. where they were in costume, and we had no clue who it was. Like I've never met you, and I still don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, man, man, sometimes you just got to do it. I mean, the killer part for me, and why I wanted to kind of remain anonymous, is because, all right, so I've only been streaming since January. Okay. Like I've never streamed before that. So 2020 was the first time I ever learned how to stream. Like when you first realized you could do it, were like, were you shocked or you know? Because oh, dude, as of January, I still sucked. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I still sucked. Like there was there. I remember it. I was blowing my voice out every single day for probably a month and a half like couldn't talk for like four hours afterwards and i remember one day i got pissed off and i screamed and it didn't hurt i was like okay well what was that you're like man i'm just gonna have to get mad more often i guess maybe yeah. maybe they were right and they said we're just a bunch of pissed off dudes just yelling exactly. at the exactly exactly so i tried it again and it worked again and i just i kept going from there and then finally i hit swan up and i was like okay dude i think i'm ready and he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I, I think I'm ready to scream. And it just went from there. So the fact that I can do lo- like a low intro and already dead, that's completely me. So the fact that I can do that and just blow people away, and I'm like, yeah, I've only been screaming for eight months. I don't, rec- I don't recommend the way that I learned how to scream by any means. <laughs> uh, you're like, uh, this is what not to do. It worked for me. We'll just call that the exception to the rule. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had people ask me. Well, man, can you can you show me some pointers? Nope, not gonna do it. You're like, no, we don't. I ain't got no, you know, Melissa Cross, you know, book or or anything in my in my pocket over here where I'm secretly learning how to do this. This is all just well, I'm DIY. not paying your medical bill <laughs> just, because, <laughs> just because it worked for me, dude. I'm not paying your medical bill when you hurt yourself. Man, now that you said already dead, I've got that intro in my head that dun, 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 just that triplet, just dun, 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 you know, man, man. Woo. <laughs> When our guitar player sent us that, we were blown away. That was, we asked him to go heavier. And see, we had actually did Safe Inside way sooner. So Safe okay. Inside, we've had that in the bag for probably four months. Safe Inside being the, the newest release. Yeah, the, new, the, the secret release that we did. Right, okay. So we had had that put back. And then when he, we asked him to go a little heavier. So when he came back with Already Dead, just the instrumental was like, man, what in the hell did we do with this? <laughs> and guitarist, guitarist looks at you like, uh, you just do that thing you learned eight months ago. Right I mean, <laughs> that's kind of how it was. It was. It was legit like, man, I don't know where to go with this. And then when we got in the studio, it was, 
it was the intro was played and I was like, all right, I think I'm going to try something and this could either go really good or this could go really bad. <laughs> but I think we're going to run with this. And I did the first take and I was like, okay, yep, that's got to stay there. That's not going anywhere. Nice. Nice. But uh, no, so actually none of us are from the Dallas area. So I okay. live in San Augustine. Okay. And then Swan lives in Tyler. In Tyler? Yeah. So we're three hours apart. Dude, he, uh, Chris, the uh, the other uh, lovely man that helps run this this thing we call a podcast, uh, he's from Longview, if I'm not mistaken. And Dude, it, I it, lived in Longview. Yeah, we're always we're always talking about you know oh oh East oh East Texas East Texas. <laughs> <laughs> man, I lived in Longview for five years. That's actually where I was living when me and Swan started doing music together. I oh, lived so. in Longview. He lived in Tyler. We worked in uh, Palestine, okay. and that's and that's where we ended up meeting, is is at a job in Palestine. And then, honestly, man, we tried to do we tried to do every type of music you can think of. We tried to do straight rap. Swan's not much of a rapper. Uh-huh. Sorry, bro. Um, we tried to do rap and rock. It it worked okay, but I mean, it never went anywhere. We stuck as producers. <laughs> We tried to do straight rock, and at the time, this was 10 years ago, I couldn't sing for shit. I still can't sing. Okay. So, so we ended up just kind of, kind of doing our own thing. And then, you know, life got in the way. I had kids. He was having kids. So it was, can't do this right now. And then we reconnected in 2017. Was like, man, we need to give this another go. We tried it for a little while. I think we did four or five songs. It didn't work out again. And at that point, I was like, screw it. I'm not even doing this anymore. You're like, oh, time time to put it on the back burner. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. It was, I was like, whatever. I'm done with this. It doesn't work. I cannot figure out the production. And at the time, there was no way in hell I could pay for an engineer. What time, time is this? Uh, this is 2017 to 18. Okay. Okay, so not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, no, not that long ago at all. And then, so we took another year break, and then December of 2019, I hit him up, and I was like, all right, dude, I'm, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm going to give it one more go. We're going to see how this works out. Except this time we're doing things differently. I'm not producing shit. <laughs> I'm, not touching, I'm not touching the production side. I'm not touching it. So I ended up reaching out to Seeger, who is our engineer and also our drummer. Okay. And he was like, yeah, dude, that's cool. Let's go with this. And then if you look on Spotify, Hatred and Awaken, the first two releases that we did, our guitar player, Norman, is not listed on there. Well, we actually thought it would be kind of cool and reached out to a guitar player in Poland. Okay. And he actually did the guitar for, did the, well, the guitar and the bass for Hatred and Awaken. And then Seeger was like, man, look, I got this friend. He's an awesome guitar player. What do you think? And I hit him up, and he was like, sure, man, I'll send you a demo right now. First 10 seconds. We knew right away. Oh, yeah. Poland's out. This guy's in. And where's this guy from? And this guy is from Nashville also. So we've got two guys from Texas, and then our drummer, our engineer, and then our guitar player and our bass player are both from Tennessee. Okay, got it. Never, never even met him before. Never even met him. Kind of like what's happening right now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it worked. Like 
they understand what we're looking for and we know what they're bringing to the table. So it's not, it, it's not your normal situation, of course. Right. But I mean, if you listen to the songs, they're only getting better and better. And I, I hate to sound that because I sound cocky as shit, but I don't mean to be. No, I can, I can tell you that the, the jump for me from that first song, that, that first track that we played from you guys on Does It Stank and then following up with Already Dead, it was just like, okay, where were you hiding this? I mean, come on. <laughs> we've, got some, we've got some other stuff coming out. And then, like you'll notice, we don't do things like a traditional band. So we're not, and there's nothing wrong with what they do. Like, we're not saying we're better. But we don't, we're not doing the whole, we'll release the album year deal. Right, right. To me, to me, you do that when you have 10 million followers. You know, you, you do that when your fans really want to wait for you. So we're kind of going track by track, which means, but that also puts added pressure on us because, see, you listen to a lot of music like I do. But for me, when I'm awaiting an album and it comes out and I'm all pumped for it, man, I may really only like five or six songs on the album. Right. Every song is not going to be a banger. It's just, it's just how it happens. But with us, it's added pressure because we're having to release a track a month for us to gain more followers, gain mm -hmm. more traction. We can't release a shitty song. <laughs> we, we can't do it. Like, I'm Dude. sorry. So yeah. we're adding a lot of pressure on us to every single song has to outdo the last song. Period. You know, hearing you say that, and and I've seen the trend over the past um, past two years. Twenty nineteen is when maybe twenty eighteen it started, or maybe we maybe that's when I started paying attention. But the slow release of singles, one a month or one every six weeks, that then lead up to an album, but they only drop three or four songs. Album only has six, but like you said, if you're doing single releases. You need, you know, typically when you do single release, it's it's to build up for the album. Yeah. And and we all know that there are very few, very, very few albums out there from even some of our, our best bands, our favorite bands, that just, they're stinkers, you know? Oh, 100%. And 100%. So the, but yeah, the fact that, the fact that you can um, release, the, 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 single, the single theory of being able to just drop one here, one here, one here... I it, it, I guess it goes along with the social the the way that we interact now um, in our everyday lives. Netflix is a monthly subscription instead of a oh, yeah. you know a package purchase. Like everything is moved to a monthly subscription because it helps you. I don't know. It it doesn't seem as expensive. Like you know when I go to buy a software program, it's like you can pay ten dollars a month or you can save. Ten dollars and buy it for a hundred and uh you know hundred hundred ten, and you're like yeah. man, and you're like man, a hundred and ten dollars? No, I can no fuck that. I'm gonna do uh ten dollars a month, and the company's over there like, got you again. But for music, it's almost the reverse. You got to put this music out and say, hey, here's a single, here's another single. But at the whole the whole end game, instead of you know. Dangling these, dangling these little nice uh, fruits called tasty tracks in front of everybody, and then having a stinker on the end, you know, which is kind of the relationship to. This is probably one of the worst analogies I've ever thought of, but I'm a, I'm a go, I'm a go all, the, I'm a go full throttle with it. But, okay. 
<laughs> basically the package deal of an album isn't as attractive as singles. So the same, you know, the same theory of the attractiveness of this package where you're saving money versus $10 a month, which you can't afford. So the single a month theory is digestible and you don't actually have to wait forever for an album. You're like, I want it now. Give me that single. <laughs> well, so also <laughs> another thing is if I'm building up a track and I'm it like, if it's November 1st and I say, Hey, we got a new track coming out December 1st and I build that shit up for 30 days and it comes out and it just sucks. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, like, womp, womp, okay. womp. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm writing, I mean, believe it or not, I'll write my verse five, six different times, different ways, different words, different patterns. Everything will be different. And I'll be sick of that track before we ever even record the damn thing. I'm pure sick of it. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, I've heard that. So it's it, it's like, it's this type of musician burnout where yeah. where you lay it down one time and in your head, you're like, shit, that, that passed live. Or... You're like, man, that wasn't that bad. Let me go back and fix maybe just these two little sections. And then you go fix the two, and then you hear two more, and then four, and then by the time you're done with it, you've rewritten the whole thing, and you've thrown it away. Yep. And then every time, like, vocally, my patterns are different every single time. And it gets to a point to where the week before the track, I'm not touching it. I don't even want to I don't even want to listen to it. Because we'll get in the studio, and when I'm ready to record, it'll be completely different. From what I've done a hundred other times, it'll be different. Now, does the rest of the band know that? Well, so me and Swan actually record the track <laughs> together. So the deal, let me tell you the deal. <laughs> yeah, so we actually record the track at my house. It'll come down once or twice a month, and we'll knock out either a track or we'll knock out two or three. Okay. And he, he knows the frustration. He, he does the exact same thing. He has seen me, he'll get here at 3 o'clock on Saturday, we'll record, you know, we'll start trying to record, and it's just not working out, my vocals are not doing what I want them to do, and he's seen me plenty of times, I'll get up and just walk out of the damn studio, to hell with it, I'll pick it up tomorrow, if it doesn't work tomorrow, screw it, I'll pick it up before I send it to the engineers, oh well, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm super hard on myself, because, again, I've only been screaming for eight months. What I'm trying to accomplish, I'm nowhere near that. Right. It, like I said, we're releasing a single a month. It's super hard to promote a track that you know in your heart sucks. You can't tell me these bands that are releasing albums and there's only four bangers on the whole album. You can't tell me they don't know that these other songs are not that great. Yeah, it's almost like when they're in the studio, they're looking at the set, the, they're looking at the track list, they're like, ah, where do cool. we yeah, they're like, where do we put this one that's not really amazing, but it's not really that shitty? Uh, let's do it on number four. Put it at number four. It would, it, yeah, see, screw <laughs> that. Yeah, no, see, I can't do it. Look, I can't do that. We released Masquerade. That was, the, first of all, that has like 15 times more plays than any other track. I don't know what the hell happened, but that track just blew up. And we got a whole bunch of feedback, and the feedback was kind of similar to what y'all did. It was the... You know, the cleans need work. The cleans need work. Right. So we went back to the draw board and we came out with a set 
and it was the same deal. The queens need work. The queens need work. So we did no more. And when we did no more, it's the one that y'all reviewed. And it was like, dude, That's the track it is, was no yeah. more. That was it. Yeah, like, dude, the track is amazing, but the queens, I'm not feeling it. So at this point, we've had almost every song that we released, we have had this song is amazing. This song is incredible, but the queens just don't do it for me. So we finally sat down and we were like, you know what? Fuck the queens then. <laughs> we just won't do them. Trash them. Cool. Yeah, cool. End of discussion. We just, we won't do them. So we hit up our guitar player. We hit up the drummer. We hit up, you know, we hit him up and we were like, okay, so guess what? No more clean. Y'all want ugly? Fine. Let's go. Period. And that, and that was it? Like that was, that was the whole discussion? There wasn't like, well, can we just like fly in somebody? Not literally fly, but you know. No, e- hell no. Email. It was, no, hell no. It was straight up to hell to clean. <laughs> we're just not going to do them. Y'all want ugly? Y'all want nasty lows? Y'all want disgusting shit? Okay, fine. Every song that we put out from here on out is going to be harder and harder. Well, can I can I can I add one caveat to that, my man? Go for it. So, I think that that's uh, amazing to boot that you guys, you know, put the music out, got some re- reactions, got some constructive criticism, and then went back to the drawing board, then put out something, and then it was like this this flip, You're like oh woof, that was okay. What's next? <laughs> But my th- but the one thing that I'm curious about because ultimately the music that you play is is for you and 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 your and your bandmates. Um, do you guys think think that you guys are sacrificing something purely to please your fans and followers? So for me, I'm not sacrificing anything because I don't think. Okay. So, so Swan may be sacrificing a little bit. But we've had the, we, like me and Swan, we talk almost every day. So we've had the conversation, you know, behind closed doors. We've had the, okay, so this is what we have to do different. This is why we have to do it. So when we brought it to Norman and Seeger, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly, hey, we're just not doing clean. Me and Swan had talked about it a couple of days prior. But so we, sure. we had the long conversation. And I mean, the conversation kind of went like that. It was like, you know, the cleans are not working. I don't know what we got to do differently, but they're just not there right now. And the next day I got a phone call from Swan. He said, okay, fine. Screw Queen. Okay, fine. Screw him. And that's, that's how it went. Eventually, he's going to do Queen. It won't be every track. Right. And it may not even be every, you know, it may not be every other track. We may do 10% out of, out of what you would call an album. We may do 10% Queen. Sure. To me, we're not sacrificing anything because regardless of that, our verses were still always hard. Our breakdowns were always hard. The the overall feel of the song was always hard. So my personal opinion, the clean held us back more than anything else. And I'm all for clean. Like, I love clean. I do too, man. It's so it's so crazy. There's a guy at work. I was I was like, dude, check this band out. I forget who it was. But some cleans come in. He's like, ah, yeah, man, that just kills it for me. And I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. Do you realize it's the same person doing the screaming and the cleans? He's like, oh, that's impressive. (laughs) Yeah, no. It it was impressive as shit. Like The the fact that Swan could do what he does, it was super impressive. But it, it just wasn't working. You know, we, every track that we put out, we knew 
something was kind of off. And he he puts himself out there too. He knew when he did masquerade. To this day, we have had the engineer check it over and over and over. It's completely intense. There's nothing wrong with tune. Anybody that hears that track will tell you he's off tune. And you're like, no, look, here's here's the track. <laughs> here's here's the stems. Like we're we're good. <laughs> Dude, I've called my engineer. My engineer, matter of fact, my engineers hooked the damn thing up to auto tune just to see if it was off. They're like, no, dude, it's, it's on tune. We don't know what the hell is going on. Something with his voice, though. Interesting. And But but that's the thing. So everybody says that it's off tune. We have proof that it's on tune, but even Swan will tell you he messed up on one of those parts. <laughs> he's, he's now, like, he's like, now, that, now that he hears it back, he'll be like, no, no, no I was off tune in this part. What like the down, down the road, it's already released. People are partying. He just walks up to you at the party and is like, hey, man, remember that track we made? Uh, I actually did mess up. I just wanted to tell you, um, enjoy your drink. I'm going to get back over here. Like, just, yeah, like, I mention, just mentions it in passing, like not even a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's just how it went. So we just decided, you know, we, we, we take criticism well. You know, if you can't take criticism well, Oh, you're in the wrong damn place. Brother, I have to applaud you because the one thing that I have come to find is that musicians are proud of their work, and rightfully so, because when you make a piece of art, such as music, to you, that's why music is subjective and it's great, because, you know, you'll listen to one thing and be like, that's amazing, and then I'll hear it and be like, that's trash. But then we'll find some other common ground down the road with like Dave Matthews or fucking One Republic or something. But yeah. the, fact, the fact that a musician puts out music because they love it, and at the same time a musician puts out music so fans love it. And the one thing that really I found interesting is that that dichotomy where the musician makes the music but then doesn't take any advice because he thinks the music's good but people are telling him or her i mean i'm just using him as general but them that their music needs tweaking and they're just and then they just keep putting out the same stuff and they have you know their diehard followers or people that will you know entertain their music on a playlist or something but then there's other people like no that's i heard it once i'm done i'm out <laughs> like i'm good please yeah, stop writing no. music i mean don't stop writing music. Just get better at it. Yeah, no, like none, none of my family knows that I do music. No, nobody. Currently, my son, my son knows. Yeah, no, my family doesn't know. Wait, so wait, fan, like, like your wife or like mom and dad type stuff? No, 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 she knows. Like my girl knows. But. I was about to say, man, are you keeping that shit on the DL? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hang on, babe. I'll be back in about five hours. She's like, where are you going with Swan so much? <laughs> Nah, bro, hang on. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, nah, not like uh, you and him or, uh, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> nah, I'm just like, man. <laughs> Tur but turn nah, left, like, Ryan. Turn left. Steer the conversation <laughs> away from that train wreck. <laughs> Let's get very far away from that one, dude. Especially you know in the day I mean. you know, Okay, so, so the immediate family knows, but not like mom, dad, relatives, stuff like that. Yeah, no, no none of my relatives know. Outside of my girl and my kids. None of my relatives know, and I do that on I do that for a reason. I don't, and actually, to be honest with you, I don't really keep a lot of friends. And the friends that I do have, they don't know. I don't. I don't want the kiss aspect. The, uh, the you know what, what I mean? Like, the what? The kiss aspect. 
You know, you like me as a person. So you feel like, yeah. So you feel like you're obligated to tell me that it's good. No, I don't want to hear that. Don't 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 pump me up if it's not what it is. And I can go back and listen to Hatred right now. First track I ever screamed off. I will turn it off the minute my verse starts cutting. <laughs> You're like, I've heard enough. Next. Yeah, no, it sucks. I can listen to Masquerade right now. Dude, I'll scream a million times better than that right now. Like, really? I was going to say, do you ever think that you guys uh, will maybe go back and retrack them? I would love to, but what it costs to do each track, <laughs> it, it's kind of hard. And especially with what our guitar players put out right now, it's kind of hard to say, okay, let's take a pause from this new stuff. Let's go back and do some old shit we've already done. Hmm. And then a week, and then a week later, you know, our guitar player will send us the next track. It's like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> nope. You're you're staring down. You're getting. He's getting ready to hit the first note on Masquerade re- remaster, and all of a sudden the inbox like ding, and you're like, okay, yeah, hey man, I got this new track right here. Oh, you know, hey, let's not do Masquerade right now. Let's do this. And so we'll get six, back. There's six songs we haven't released that are done. <laughs> no. Well, oh, okay. they were done. They were done. But they had certain things that we weren't liking. So we were like, the hell with it. We're going to redo them. And right when we got to redo them, he sent us safe inside. <laughs> to hell with those tracks. They can sit there in the vault. I don't care. Those are some of the best tracks to revisit. I oh, think. dude, they're amazing. They're, Obsessed was one of those tracks. Obsessed was one of those that was on the back burner. We wasn't even going to release it because we had, you know, all new ideas. and then. We just said, screw it, man. It's a, it's a great song. And as of now, we have two of the other ones written, and one of them is recorded that we have not released yet. Okay. But, but I mean, man, we've got, we've got so much going on. Like, we're putting out a track a month, but our guitar player is pushing us three tracks a month. Oof. So it's super hard to do all these tracks, get them to the engineer, you know, get them drawn, get them done. I mean, man, it's, it's, it's hell be honest and we're saying we still hold down full-time jobs oh like, that's yeah another thing. i'm a full-time single dad so oh you're a single dad oh yeah full custody of a 12 year old man look at you i i am not a single well i used to be a single dad that did not have custody but i was that i was that for eight years that sucked yeah my oldest is 16 soon to be 17 so what were you, like eight when she was born? <laughs> hey, man, everybody ask. Uh, I moisturize and I don't smoke. That's why I look so young. Uh, no, oh, I'm 30. Oh. I'm 37. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I would have I said you 25, 26. Oh, look at you, you old, you old deer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, so as far as like, you know, the comment of you never really know who you're talking to, y'all are, you're going to know it pretty soon. We have, we've got some shit coming out. We've got photo shoots coming. Um, if I have to say anything, and the reason why we continuously thank y'all for what y'all do is because, man, the promotion side of things is 100% our downfall. Oh, it's rough. It's rough out there yeah. for bands. For, for small-time bands, man, it is, it is, that, and that is, I guess if you want to call it like mission statement, you know, the, the wristbands that I had printed, you know, they say support local music. It doesn't, even though we're the ATX Metal Podcast, you know, we still support the production of music and everything that goes into it from the engineering to video, you know, music video, editors, 
you know, people like ourselves in podcasting and journalism and broadcast. Like, so that's why this whole, I mean, yeah, this whole thing started as like a hobby so that we could just go to shows together and kind of a thing for us to do to get away from, you know, the escape of the world, you know, kind of like oh, yeah. some musicians do with their music. They're like, well, I had a rough day. I've got this riff in my head. Let's get wicked with it. So that's how we kind of formulated this this podcast but then over time it just transformed into this almost like a public service that we because down here in austin texas there used to be a podcast called the metal sucks podcast it still exists but a guy by the name of chuck loesch and godless used to run it and chris and i would listen to it and that's where we like we would win tickets and go to shows because he would he or i would stay up late on friday and text the word whatever so we could win the tickets and it was like it's like once a month chris would be like hey bro i want some tickets you ready to go like damn dude you got some <laughs> kind of like ai bot on your phone that just mass texts and you win he's like no man <laughs> i'm just like texter one through five like <laughs> but, but to be able to give bands like your individuals and you know bands like yourself and all the other bands that we've talked to is is what it's really all about because if one person thinks this song is good i'm pretty sure there's more out there that think it's good and then there's going to be some that think it stink you know that's why we do the segment does it stink cuz it, it, you know, we don't get all the stinky tracks. We get some really cool, like ambient shit. And, you know, we get some like rock and alt pop stuff, but, and we, you know, we pepper it in there, uh, you know, here and there, but we do try to keep it on the heavy side, but that doesn't mean that's, you know, all we want to listen to is just fucking death core all day Dude, long. Some of the shit y'all played last weekend. Oh, oh my God. That was, was incredible. The, it was off the charts. <laughs> let's see. I'm like, Let's see. Let's list. I I got it right here. Uh, the okay. uh, for those listening, if uh, um um again, ATX Metal Podcast, just at ATX Metal Podcast anywhere you can check out uh, the podcast, the Locked in the Closet series. Uh, I forgot to mention in the for in the beginning of this that this is a brand new segment that I'm doing. Um, so I guess it's an you know an exclusive. That, you didn't even tell me that. No, and and I apologize. So I'm a terrible host. But this one, this new series that I'm starting, because in all honesty, like the Locked in the Closet series was really great for me to be able to call and contact people uh, during the COVID pandemic. And, you know, during the height of it, like when New York was just exploding with yeah. you know, two and yeah. 3,000 deaths a day. And down here in Texas, it was like just another Tuesday. Like we had no issue. And now, you know, oh, so over the time, of the pandemic in the last eight months. I did a total of 25 episodes of Locked in the Closet where I just called individuals in bands. I talked to a band in Canada. I talked to a, uh, a gentleman in Long Island, New York. So it was kind of all over the place. And so instead of, cause I know a lot of people are tired about COVID. I mean, I know I am as well. Like shit, I'm a part of a, you know, a research trial for the vaccine just so we i can, remember you saying that bro just so we can get one like come on i'm ready to go to a show and if it takes a vaccine throw one in I mean if bill gates wants to put a microchip in there go right ahead i no just want to i just want to mosh and live stream shows into people's rooms so they can enjoy like you know that's that's what it's come to but but this this series now uh i'm titling it have you heard meaning 
just the brand new introduction of bands like yourself. So the following 25 episodes, I figured, you know, kind of like how you guys and the majority of people do single, single, single. Um, yeah. This is this is my album, and I release it twice a week. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Dude, it's basically, it's awesome. basically just called "Have You Heard," and I you will typically find all of the "Have You Heards" from our "Does It Stank" session, which is every other Saturday um, on Facebook Live. But we are moving to Discord, YouTube, Twitch because Facebook has some new rules that they're not too happy with. I just wish there was a section in there where we could say we don't monetize our page. We do all of this for free. It's literally just to promote local music. Can we fucking play the track without getting muted? Like that's all oh we want to do. Oh my god, that's all we want to do. Like, the first, the first doesn't think session. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I got a comment on that shit. No, nah, go for it. The first doesn't think session where we were on, we were watching the damn thing, and I was like, dude, that's awesome. Right when y'all went to go get the feedback on it. Y'all started having difficulties. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Oh, God. Right after <laughs> y'all said what y'all had to say, the fucking feed crashed. And I was Just like, okay, boop. that was kind of weird. So you pulled it up like 45 minutes later, and you were like, we're all good, we're all good. Well, the other one went back, and I was like, okay, well, the next day I was like, all right, I want to go back and listen to what they said. Just kind of really take in now that yeah. we're not right, you know, in the beginning. Went back, fucking Facebook, dude. They cut off our whole damn song. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah, wait, I got, what? Bands Dude, I call, gave them permission. Yeah, bands calling me, or not calling me, but messaging me like, hey, why is the track muted? I'm like, algorithm. Whoever owns the license to your music has said, uh-uh, you can't play that, even though they gave us direct and explicit permission. And even we even when we put it even when we put it in the in the title, these bands gave us permission through their PR company or this that and the other. Thank you very much. Please don't mute the the, the thing. But what we what I've come to learn now, uh, we have copywritten music all over our YouTube account. Again, we don't do any of this for money. We don't monetize anything um, because that's not what we're here for. So. Like after the burial, wretched. Oh God, was that like all, all kinds of bands that I've recorded? Volumes. I've recorded bands that come and take it live, video wise, and then threw on the album version because they play so tight that there would be no editing because they play to a click and all that fun stuff. And I just threw it up on YouTube. Did not give a fuck. I was like, here it is. Whoop. And they just put a blanket like fair use kind of thing on there. Like, hey, you can totally do this. Just uh, we own the rights to the music, and we're like. You got it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I think, think the way that works is like if it if the account is if the account is eligible to be monetized. I think the way that works is YouTube scans their own system, and if they pick up, and I'm not sure on this, but from what yeah, I've read, don't quote me. <laughs> yeah, no, don't quote me on this shit at all. But from what I've read, the distribution company that does our stuff. From what I've read, you have an option to select whether or not you want them to issue it to YouTube. And it says on there that if you do select it, YouTube will scan any videos that has your name, your song name, or anything lyrically to do with your song. They'll scan their system, and if they come up with anything, we get counted for the, for the monetizing. Oh. Now, I don't know if that's right or wrong, that but I've... that's what it says. It says on there that they'll scan YouTube. That sounds about what's happening to us because, I mean, we upload it. It's in the title. The algorithm picks up the music because it's the album itself. 
So that would make mm-hmm. sense. They would be like, yeah, you can totally use this. Just uh, that's our copyright. Or yeah, that's our no, license. That, yeah, this band is going to get the recognition for it. Yeah. You won't be monetized for it, but okay, you can play it. I mean, that's, that's I don't know, man. I've I've interviewed a bunch of people and, and some of the fun, the, I remember one of the first things that I heard that I thought was just funny, but made sense at the same time is we were playing some music. I forget what band it was, but they said, yeah, please steal our music. Please download it off of Torrent or whatever, just as long as you have it. And <laughs> at first I was like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of making money in a band. But then at the same time, it puts that music in the person's hand which might lead them to go to a show, which then might lead them to go to uh, the merch table and then meet them. And, you know, and I was like, okay, I've justified it in my head. Yeah, fucking download it for free. <laughs> Dude, what y'all do? Like, that's another thing. Y'all undercut yourselves a lot because what y'all do is so much better than what I've heard from anybody else. Oh, man. Thank you very How much. How the fuck? How the fuck does Joe Rogan get 5 million plays? <laughs> Talking shit about a gorilla smoking weed. Yes. Y'all do what y'all do, and it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. Oh man, that's that's uh Joe's my dude, man. I've been I've been on the I've been on the Joe train for a while and like it's uh it's funny because I I don't like so how you know you said like earlier in the episode early in this interview you mentioned wage war and it's gonna you know has some vibes and after the burial stuff. You know, that's how when you see success, you try to mimic it in a way, but in your own fashion. So when I, you know, was really into the Joe Rogan podcast, like I don't listen to it every day anymore. I, I mean, dude, I was a religious listener every single day. I didn't oh, shit. me too. Dude, I didn't, get, I didn't care who was on. And then I just kind of, I don't know, I didn't like burn out. I just kind of like lost interest for a little bit. But I checked back in because he's got some really, really fucking dope people on his show. Um, Like Dr. Rhonda Patrick, she is just phenomenal. Sam Harris, he's amazing. I mean, all of his guests are crazy. I mean, hell, Alex Jones. I mean, come on. Let's let's give it to that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. But, Those episodes were incredible. <laughs> Elon Musk smoking weed. You know what? Oh, that was awesome. Hey, but, look, I've rewatched that episode like El- four times. Elon, tw- 2024, let's go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, it's, it's, it, you know, I'm, I always try to stay as humble as I can. And I want to make sure that the product that we put out is a direct representation of the music that we also play. So, I mean, dude, when we go into like this upcoming, does it stank is going to be what it was originally, what was called the Google drive where we, and we still have the Google Drive, which literally we just have PR companies emailing us um, uh, bands that want airplay or interviews and stuff like that. And I listen to it, and I'm just like, man, someone had to say this was okay. How did that? How did it make that leap to production? And then at the same time, I'm like, well, if that's the music they want to put out, and that's the music they want to play, there's only thing that could be good for them is just the honest truth. And that's the best thing about music is that it's subjective and anyone can say it's good and anyone can say it's bad. And if that person or band or group want to continue making music for either 10 people, 10,000 people, or 100,000 people, fucking knock it out. Who am I to say that your music sucks? I'm just a guy with a set of ears that has a certain tone that I like to hear these days, you know? Well, um, but that, that's the thing, though. Don't, don't, no, nah, no. Nah. Hold on, but I will say this. I will say this. Uh, uh, are you a Seinfeld fan? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, okay, so I'm a diehard Seinfeld guy. Me and Jerry okay. and George and Elaine and Kramer and everybody. So there was this one episode where there's an ugly baby, but no one wants to tell the mom that the baby is ugly. Uh, and then here comes here comes Kramer flying through the door, looking in the bassinet, and just did one of his Kramer moves, and instantly was like, "That's a fucking ugly baby." <laughs> and I was t I was talking with Dave Perry of Fear of Water. He's a local guy down here in Austin, Texas. Great dude, great dude. If you ever want to hear some like nice, you know, rock music and just like, oh shit, he just got Tobin Abbasi's, uh eight string guitar, so he's been genting his face off as of late. But we had this conversation, and we've come to the conclusion that there are ugly babies in this world, and the translation in the music world is there is bad music in the world. So. Like you said earlier, you don't tell many people about your your happenings in the music world because you don't want fake friends and and yes men, and that's what we're here for. We're here for people that want to shop out their stuff and see if it's tasty enough to 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 keep keep going. You know, fuck it, send us the stems. We'll give it to Taylor Anderson and let him fly it in there and tweak it up and drop the four hertz range and the whatever else he does with engineering. That dude's a yeah, that man is crazy, I've, dude. I've watched. I've watched. If you ever, oh yeah. Speaking of Taylor, Taylor Anderson, Titan Audio Productions. Um, we always joke that he'll that we that he gives his uh, services away and flies people in and gives you an Xbox and some truffles. Uh, that's all a lie. That's just for fun. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor's a very a very talented individual. Uh, he does the live audio mixes at the Noise Factory in Georgetown Studios. I'm sorry. Noise Factory Recording Studios in Georgetown, Texas. There we go. And I'm lucky that I get to go out there and interview the bands that do the live sessions. So, I mean, if and lucky this goes out to you, man. If you guys are ever together in Texas somehow and have some time to kill, reach out to Saul Castillo, myself, or Taylor, and we'll see if we can get, if we can get you guys in the studio to do a live session. Shoot, hell yeah. So, yeah, okay, so I've seen the pictures on Facebook. Is that... Okay, so y'all actually have a location? Yes. Technically, yeah, I, technically, I Chris's house <laughs> is the official podcast studio headquarters. We He had a loft basically standing downstairs. You could look up and see into the loft. Well, he walled that off, and I was like, hey, can I turn this into a studio? He was like, yeah, sure, go ahead, man. So I built an entire accent wall with cedar planks. I hand-dyed them and painted them. I had acoustic panels made with our logos on it, with our sponsors. I mean, just, I really went for it. But the Noise Factory is Eric Meyer's creation, the owner and the operator. And I didn't even know that place existed up until two years ago. And now that we're doing the live sessions with all of the local Texas bands, but to include jazz and blues and country and other stuff. So it's not just limited to metal. He's yeah. open. He's open for business. He's like, whoo, y'all want to pay for some studio sessions? Come on in. But, no during, but during the pandemic, we, we, you know, he and the, the rest of the team there kind of, you know, we're like, Hey, the shit, this is a quarantined space. Each uh, room is sectioned off from each other. It's actually isolated, like the 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 cockpit, the 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 where the the damn uh, control panel and stuff is. Each room is individually separated, so the vocal booth is separated. It's on like 
three or four inch rubber risers that are spaced like 18 inches apart all the way around the perimeter. So it absorbs as much sound. Dude, it is well thought out. Well thought out. Oh, shit. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance, if you guys are ever in town or, or you just think that it's going to like work out, reach out to the noise factory. And that goes for anybody listening. They do studio sessions, record a track, mix master. I mean, it's, it's, he's really building something cool out there and we're really starting to gain traction. He's got the hole upstairs where he wants to do like, um, you know, say you guys get done, say Endwelt's in the studio tracking a new album. First track is done. They just do some shit on a computer. It flies upstairs and then they instantly start mixing it. And then, Hell yeah. and then two doors down is a guitar lesson going on via Skype or Zoom or something or in person. Literally, it's all supposed to be in person stuff, but it's going to be a one stop shop. So if you want to do a mix, master, live video shoot with podcasts and YouTube content, like it's all in one building. So it's pretty amazing. Dude, shoot me the details on that when we get done with this. Oh, for sure. Shoot me the details on that. I will share the hell out of that. Oh, yeah. And it's been been nothing but fun up there. Yeah, no. Like, I'm telling you, y'all need to be bigger. Like, (laughs) y'all need to start getting recognition for this shit. Well, we try, but Facebook keeps knocking us down, fucking muting our stuff. But well, welcome it's okay. to YouTube and Spotify. We uh, we're we're working on it. We're really there's a couple there's a couple outs that we have. There's this uh, we just want to make you know it's easy to go where the people are. You know, it's not you know if we tell someone hey you need to download this app so you can listen to us. It's like well, uh, maybe not. You know, we're we're still we're still I mean we're six years old now. We're still navigating the waters, but we really have cranked it up over the past two. So um. It's just I just I just enjoy doing this, man, and I'm I'm glad that you guys are putting out music. And I know one day we'll meet somewhere uh, down the road, or you know, maybe probably not in Tyler though. <laughs> it's a long ways away. Well, I'm even farther. Think about that. I'm that farther is true. than that. That is true. So maybe we'll do a Zoom conference or something one day. Speaking of speaking of Zoom, have y'all done? Have y'all considered going live on YouTube? Yes, I we do have we do have the capability to do that. We. But we want the things that go on YouTube, and I'll just finish with that because my SD card only has a magic four minutes left. So we'll squeeze, we'll squeeze this in. The, the reason that we haven't gone to YouTube is primarily my fault. And the reason is that just like you, the music that you put out, you want it to be a banger, just like everybody else. Or, or just, you know, something, a good product, right? Just yeah. something that's good. So YouTube, it's visually based. And if I were talking to you right now uh, via Zoom, you know, whatever, I would have to do some crazy shit like OBS or some other live streaming software. Or if I had my camera up, I would have to have some kind of background or cool neon lights or whatever. So we're just waiting to put all the stuff up on YouTube visually until we're back in the podcast studio headquarters with new lights and new fun stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, that's why we're not like on YouTube, but we're on YouTube. Well, that's, that's awesome. I can't wait till that happens as soon as this pandemic shit's over. Oh, studio's sick. Studio, like, I fucking put my heart and soul in that studio, and I'm not even done with it yet. And now Chris has, uh, has, uh, no longer has a, room, uh, a person living in the upstairs uh, side room, and we're thinking about converting that and then blowing out a wall, doing plexiglass, so it's like a real kind of studio thing. It's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Hell yeah, man. I but can't the, wait to see that in, in the final 60 seconds, 
give us all the shout outs and where we can find in welt merch and and songs and stuff like that and what we got to look forward to man so you can find us at indweltofficial.com uh you can find us on instagram at indwelt music you can find us on facebook at official indwelt page uh shout out to swan shout out to seager uh shout out to our guitar player norman 100 percent shout out to atx man y'all are killing it for us <laughs> thanks man thank you very much all right man hey thank you bro well, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Again, this is Lucky, not last name Endwelt, but his band is named Endwelt, and it's spelled E-N-D-W-E-L-T. Uh, we found them on the Does It Stank session and played them again, and they have some new music out. What was the la- What's the last single you guys dropped? The last thing we dropped was a double release with Safe Inside and Already Dead. There it is. Safe Inside and Already Dead. Go check them out on Spotify. Anywhere you can grab some music, it's, pro- it's available there. Hit them up on their socials. Give them an at and a follow and a like and show them some love. And we will see you on the next. Have you heard? Later, bud. Later, bud.